0: Welcome to the Everyday Extraordinary Podcast, where every week I interview a different amazing person who will share about their life journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. I'm excited to share with you everyday people living their lives with purpose, perspective, and positivity. And my hope is that in hearing these stories, you'll view your own story as extraordinary too. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and I am so excited to get started. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode number five of the Everyday Extraordinary Podcast. Today, I have another extraordinary guest for you. My guest today is the amazing Amelia Lyon. Amelia was a successful uh, wedding photographer for many years, and now she is one of the top players at LuLaRoe. Her mom started that company, and she and her husband both play a major role in the success of that unbelievable company. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about goals. We're going to talk about being open to whatever God has for you in your life as you set those goals we're going to talk a lot about time management because as you can imagine, she has a lot going on and she also has kids and she's pregnant and all of these things. How does she do it all? Well, she's going to tell us today in hopes that she can help some of you to get more done that you really want to get done. So let's get to my conversation with Amelia Lyon. Alright, I'm so excited to be chatting with the multicolored Amelia Lyon today. You're very wearing a very fun shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a dress. It's oh, it's dress. a dress. Cute. I love it. Well, I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. We've connected many times over the phone since I moved to your town, but we have yet to meet in person. So that needs to be on the schedule next, Amelia. Yes, let's make it happen. For sure. Well, I'm just thrilled to be chatting with you today and Um, I've just heard so many wonderful things about you from so many people that I trust and love and have been on the show. And so I'm just excited to hear more about your journey today. So thanks for making time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yay. So for people that may not know you, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family?
1: Yes. Okay. Hi everybody.
0: I'm Amelia Lyon.
1: <laughs> uh I live in Southern California. I've got four beautiful babies here that, from thirteen to age three. And I've got another one on the way. Um I just passed the eighteen week mark, which is huge. You know, I, I think we'll dive into my story later. Um, but I've I've dealt with miscarriage and I've got about a fifty percent success rate. Um So half my babies made it, half of them didn't. And so here we are. (laughs) So far, this one's so good. Uh, It's a happy surprise. We were done. And now we have this wonderful, happy gift that's here. So we're excited. But, um, you know, I I, by trade, I'm a wedding photographer. That's what I was for about uh, 12 years until my parents started a company called LuLaRoe. And um, I was shooting so much for them that I went to them and said, hey, do you want – I need to either – stop helping you out <laughs> because my wedding photography business was lacking because I was working so hard with Rowe. or I need to jump ship and you know they said they obviously they have all these needs that uh, things that they need to fill and they they were happy to have me join them and my husband who's um he's a producer by trade as well he produced a kids tv show called Yo Gabba Gabba and um he when he heard about the Coaster ride that Luluo was. He uh, basically took all of his producing skills and he jumped in as the. Um the, sorry, he does the chief marketing and branding officer. That's what his title is. He does all of the branding and all the marketing and the events for LuLaRoe. Um, and so we are, we are full force with that. It's a big family business. I have lots of siblings. We all help run the company together. So it's really fun. But, uh, wedding photography was, was my jam for a really long time. I loved it. And, um, I am a self-proclaimed time management specialist, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I used to run um, these photography workshops and I had a, quite a big a following, I made a name for myself and um, I would have these workshops and most of the uh, the people that would come to my workshops were I would say 90% of them were women and were mothers trying to figure out how to juggle uh, a personal life and a business life and um, so I, I was really big on sharing the, the tools that I had learned along the way with trying and error, and things that work for me, and uh, just help me run my life, and not even just business, so you don't even have to be a working um, person to benefit from these, but just um, uh, um, simple principles, if you apply them, it would just help organize your time and your life a little better, and also help you feel a lot less anxious, because you've organized your time, so that is that is basically what I, I do, I do photography for LuLaRoe, I also have my own podcast, Yay! Uh, sponsored. It's brought to you by our friends at LuLaRoe Um and it's called Make Yourself, so you got to check that out too. So
0: So but podcasting is the best and you are new into this game, but I just know you're going to love new. it so much. I'm sure you're already feeling the energy that comes from the podcast world.
1: Yes, yes, it's so much fun. It's definitely a new world and you realize how often you say the words like Ugh. and um and seriously.
0: <laughs> yes. And if it's an interview. I'm
1: working
0: on those things. <laughs> right. If, if it's an interview and we're in person, I'm doing my best to affirm you that I'm listening and that I'm encouraging and that I understand. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, mm-hmm. That sounds terrible on podcast interviews. Yes. And you can't hear you and you just hear these. Guttural type noises from me—it's just awkward. So, yeah, you you learn a lot as you go. But I'm—you're just doing a great job, and I can't wait to talk more about the Thank podcast you. and everything. Yay! Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in and thank one of our show sponsors, and that is Instacart. So we're gonna talk a lot in this episode about how we spend our time, and time management, and all the things that we want to make easier in our lives so we can prioritize the things that really matter. So Instacart really helps that be possible. Grocery shopping can be a major time suck, and it's challenging with little kids. And I want to spend more time doing fun things, right? And so having my groceries delivered to my house and having one of the personal shoppers at Instacart shopping at one of my favorite local stores or a national retailer, that means I'm not sitting in the parking lot or getting kids out of the car. It's super awesome. So Instacart makes it super simple. You can go to their app or to instacart.com and shop the groceries you need from your favorite local retailers. The Shopper gathers your stuff and you decide on the delivery time that can be in as little as one hour. So you can try Instacart and get $10 off your first order to get this limited time offer, Go to Instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter my promo code EEP at checkout. That's $10 off your first order today at Instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to use my code EEP. Instacart.com or through the mobile app with my code EEP at checkout. Thank you so much, Instacart, for sponsoring the show. You're making my life a thousand times easier. Everyone give it a try. So... I have always loved photography not just from the sense of the images that you capture but like really what you can do in terms of building connections with people and making them feel comfortable and capturing important memories and moments. It seems like you're a real connector is that what kind of uh-huh. what I'm gathering from you. Yes, so Yeah, yeah, you have it right. What did photography teach you about connecting with people and and did that kind of set you on that path or were you have you always been a connector?
1: Um, you know, when people are hiring you for the most important part of their day, like, mm-hmm. life, which is, like, getting married, and also they hire you for their family photos, what my job is is to capture emotion. That was my job. And so um, whether it be, you know, a happy moment or a sad moment or or an exciting moment, um, that was my job was to capture um, emotion. And I even had – and I, I don't mean to bring it down to doomsday, but I had a couple of friends who's – you know, who they had – their babies died of SIDS and they wanted to not forget what this was like. And so I, I was there doing that. And so like Mm. my job was to capture emotion. And so um, people on the happiest day of their lives, like I always felt so blessed working with wedding couples, you know, people say, Oh, I don't want to work in the wedding industry. It's awful. And I'm like, no, like you got to work with happy people all the time (laughs) because they're happy and they're excited to be getting married. And, um, and so that, that to me is like the most important thing is, showing emotion and capturing it in an image and people people can relate to emotion especially when they see it in a photo it's like when they see a photo that moves them um that that is exactly what I'm opting into and what I'm showing off so
0: Mm. are you good about getting in front of the camera do you feel comfortable in pictures, and I think a lot of times moms shy away from being a picture because they 're not put together enough or they need to lose some weight or like, we have a million reasons that we take pictures of our kids and I feel like in this age, especially of cell phones where we 're taking a lot of pictures, but we 're mm-hmm. not in them we 're taking them unless it 's a selfie yeah. and we're going to miss out when we're 80 years old at our funeral slideshow. And it's like, where was Jessica? Where was Amelia? Are you good about doing that?
1: Uh, Well, I'm always photographing my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I'm not in the photo, that's my fault. Yeah. Uh, Because I just have to tell my husband, like, okay, it's your turn. Because he knows how to work a camera. He's an amazing photographer himself. And so I just, I'm like, you need to take some photos of me. Yeah. And I do make it a point because I don't want to be not part of the story um, I do make it a point to get in those photos. Also, like, on my Instagram, I am posting stuff all the time. I make sure that my face is on there. Actually, you know, I get more engagement when I show myself on my Instagram. And my Instagram is, like, uh, <clears throat> it's it's a uh, it's a platform that I, I – my goal on there is to – when I share things, like, how can I add value to somebody's day? And then, obviously, show a really fun photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I just – I always try to show my face. I think that people can relate with who that is. If I was just showing products the whole time, I don't think that there wouldn't be very much engagement or add very much value. Whereas when you put a face to it and you show emotion, um, that, that makes more engagement. And and that's not my whole goal. My whole goal is to use my platform for good. Mm -hmm. And, and I have, that's what I would like to do on my
0: social media. Yeah. And it is true. Like as much as I love seeing my friends, kids who are beautiful and darling, like I'm friends with them first. Right? And I care a lot about, I, I haven't seen you in five years or in ten years. Like, what's, what's going on? And I don't care, you know, what size or if they've done their hair. or I could care less, but I love catching up with them. I care about them. And so we yeah. really are missing out on that aspect when we don't put ourselves up on there, I guess. Well,
1: which is also why I love Instagram stories or, yeah. uh, or other stories like on Facebook because it's more authentic. Like, you can show your true self. Yes! <laughs> and people love, I think, Others relate to the mess. Yes. They relate to the, an organization. And it's like, well, this is real life. This is what's happening. And, um, you know, and then when you're po- posting actual photos on your actual feed, you have to decide what you want that to be. What's the purpose behind yeah. what, what you're doing there? So
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, I heard on another podcast recently that you started a children's chorus or type yes. choir when you were 17. I did too. Yes. I feel like we have a lot of, if we like ticked down your job list and my job list and everything, we'd have a lot of, yeah, I started a children's choir and it was like my most favorite thing, like a performing show choir type group. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was so great. I had a good time. I, I wanted to go on a a senior trip to um, uh, France and my, my French class was going, um, going there. And I, I, you know, presented it to my mom. And I said, Hey mom, I really want to go. And it's, uh, by the way, it's $2,400. <laughs> she said, well, why don't we start, why don't we start your own company? And I grew up in a, that's one part of my backstory that I didn't touch on is that I grew up around entrepreneurs. It's, that was just like a normal part of my family. Um, starting companies. I had aunts and uncles that are caterers and I grew up around the, again, wedding industry. It felt very comfortable because they're caterers. Um, but my grandparents started a catering company in the 50s, and then their kids all started catering companies, and then my mom had a dress business forever, and now she does a little row. So entrepreneurship is just like a normal part of our life. So when I came to her, she knew that I couldn't get the kind of money that I needed from like I don't know if I worked at like Coldstone or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing against that, but like yeah, you know, takes longer a job. And so she's mm-hmm. she's like, you know how to do showbiz. I grew up doing performing with my cousins, mm-hmm. and she said, why don't we just start our own showbiz company? And she's she had done a couple of those as well, and so she was familiar with how to do it. And She helped me get um, an article in the newspaper, and we had kids try out, and and it, it ended. I ended up doing it for a full year, and um our deal was, she said, you have to earn half of it, and then I'll match the -hmm. other half, and so that's what I did, and it was great, and it taught me a lot, like, it taught me to get out of my comfort zone. I had to call the parents. I had to send reminders that they their tuition was due every month. I had to communicate with them and organize costumes. And it, it was actually a really great uh, life project. And I appreciate my mom for seeing that and, and instilling that in me at a very young age.
0: I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah, mine, I grew up, same thing, performing and doing children's choruses and things like that. And so when there wasn't one in my community And I I had three little kids, and I'm like, I don't have that much time, but I have some time, and I have this passion. What can I do? I love that idea of people taking what they're extraordinary at, what they're uniquely (laughs) able to do, and offering that in a way that fits the season of life they're in. It's Mm -hmm. just everyone has that. Whether you want to make money or not, that's here nor there. But it's just a matter of, gosh, I loved that hour every week.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it it was. It was only once a week. I had – Three, it was three classes. Uh-huh. I had a younger group, and then a middle group, and an older group. Yeah. And um, it, I think it was like Thursdays or something, but it was just enough for me to like experience all that. And I had to like make up the dances. It was up to me. No one yep. else was going to do it. I had to do it. And we we call it a, uh, take it to become it.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. You know. Um. And so that that's what we what you do. And I think everyone has that ability. Um. You just have to find that within you and just do it. Just jump. Sometimes you just have to go for it. And even though you know what the heck you're doing, you, you'd be surprised at uh, the, the amazing stuff that comes out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, and after being a successful wedding uh, photographer and building that business, and then now you're a major player at LuLaRoe. And, I mean, people might think you know everything about all the things now because you have all this experience, right? Like, tell me the real stuff, Amelia. Like, how often do you feel like you are still faking it till you become it?
1: uh every day (laughs) you know um we say we have a saying at LuLaRoe the only thing that's consistent is inconsistency (laughs) yeah because we grew so fast that I always tell people it's like we were riding a rocket ship but building the rocket ship while we were riding it because it was growing so so fast um and so it's still growing it's still ever-changing and it's crazy um and so they're things that you just have to like figure out. And I think that that is great because you don't ever want to come to a place of arrival. Mm. Even if you're in any type of business, like if you arrive somewhere, the only place to go is down. Mm. So you want to, you, you want to just keep growing and moving and uh, evolving. It's like the whole social media world. Like that was so different three years ago. And now look at where it's at now. And just, being able to roll with the punches—that's like so important. Rolling with the punches, and being willing to constantly educate yourself. You can't not—you you can't stop educating yourself. I think that's what's really important: is uh, just self-education and um, staying on top of it, and taking opportunity to like to move
0: forward. Yeah, I love that so much, and I think that is so true in motherhood as well. How old's your oldest child and- now?
1: She's 13, and so I'm oh starting gosh. to deal with teenage years, and then I'm gonna have a newborn, and like I'm almost halfway there. Wow. And so I keep thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like I have the full gamut
0: of children yes. right now. <laughs> you do. You do. I do. And it's almost like when you enter a new season of parenthood, you're a brand new parent for the first time. Yes. So, like, parenting a teen kind of feels like a new parent all over again. And so oh. how would you say, you know, going back to relating, you know, your business experience and that mindset of always being able to evolve and and learn and and take risks and sometimes fail and sometimes make it? Have you applied that to your motherhood too? How have you found you've evolved as a mom?
1: Absolutely. There's days where I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I did that wrong." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, And I, and I'm quite honestly, I'm very spiritual. So I find myself on my knees a lot mm-hmm. and I find inspiration from reading good books and scripture and all that. Um, and so I just, um, I, yeah, you, you get, you're going to fail as a parent. I think, uh, one guy spoke at our church one time and he said, how many of you feel like you're going to fail? You're going to mess up your kids somehow. And he said, I'm here to tell you, you are, <laughs> And he's like, so get over it. I mean, look at, look at like the greatest people that we know and some of their children are not doing very good. It's like, you do the best that you can and just like, know that like God has your back and, and, uh, and to me, when I look at my kids, my most important thing is, do they feel loved? Do they feel secure? And do they know that they're, they have value? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's my job, obviously feeding them and bathing them <laughs> and all of those things. But, like, as my kids evolve, like, I'm asking the same questions. Do they feel loved? Do they feel secure? Do they feel important? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think, especially, like, with teenager, there's just so many insecurities that come with them getting bigger and they're just lurpy and they don't know how to move their adult bodies. And, <laughs> and then you have to have the awkward conversations, the awkward sex conversations <laughs> that you never thought you would have. And, yes. you know, uh, but you, you just I think you just, you know that you have motherly intuition and you have to trust that sometimes. Like my my 13-year-old and I, we went and I don't know where we were. We went and got like a burger or something and, and we were pulling out of the drive-thru and I didn't want to drive while I was eating. So I pulled over and all of a sudden I could just hear myself saying like, this is a good time to have a talk about X, Y, Z. Mm. And so we, I just did it. And it was a great conversation and I think we just have to be open to those opportunities and know when the crossroads of your kids' lives are. Like, for example, my, my daughters, they want to snuggle me every night. And so I just know that it's in those quiet moments when they're like, Mom. And then I know, like, a really important it's question and yeah. is coming. And so being there for the crossroads over their lives is really, really important. And you have to decide what those crossroads are.
0: Yeah, and I know it's true for me, and I've heard from a lot of women that say, you know, we give our kids the most attention when they're getting a rise out of us, right? Like, if your kids are playing nicely in the corner, you don't want to, like, upset the equilibrium that's going on, so I just, like, stand back and ignore it, kind of. Or sometimes I don't even acknowledge that it's going well because I'm not hearing the ruckus. But if we're not acknowledging and reinforcing the things that we want to see more of, We will see more of the things that we are acknowledging. And usually it's correction and criticism and nagging. And what is that building? Nothing. Mm -hmm.
1: Nothing. Yes. Well, and I have to make sure that when I'm talking to my kids, it's not because I need something from them. Uh. It's It's because I just, I want them to feel valued and loved and remind them that, again, they're loved, they're secure, that they're important.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in one more time to thank another show sponsor, and that is TurboTax. TurboTax Live's on-demand CPAs and EAs can not only answer your questions and offer advice, they can even review your return with you, going over it line by line, so you can feel confident that you're getting your maximum refund. Every year, I always feel stressed about taxes, and so the fact that I can have access to an expert who knows what they're talking about, it is seriously invaluable. So I highly recommend checking out TurboTax Live's on-demand CPAs to get all of your questions answered. So you can see more details about that at TurboTax.com. We are so grateful to our show sponsors at Everyday Extraordinary. They make the show possible, so thank you to TurboTax. All right, let's get back to it with Amelia. I mean, and so in this season of life where you have a 13-year-old down to almost a newborn and you already have a lot going on in your life, you have a lot of plates, you're spinning and it <laughs> seems like a lot of things you genuinely enjoy, which I think is setting you up for success even with all the factors that can, you know, kind <laughs> of cause yeah. complications. Tell me more about this time management you're a wizard of. Ah, Tell me some of the I'm basics. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a degree. You know what? Uh, Yeah, I don't want to hear from the child therapist that it's never had a child. I don't want to hear from, you know, like those people that give you advice that it's like, are you actually doing this? No? Okay. uh I want to know from you, Amelia, degree or not in time. Do they even have that? Or organizational (laughs) management, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I trust that I want a life that is happy and thriving and full Full mm-hmm. of things that are really utilizing my passions and my values and everything like that. So if I want a life like that and you want a life like that, I can learn a lot mm-hmm. from you. So so tell me some of your basic just day-to-day things that really change that you can go to sleep at night feeling that was a good day.
1: Well, I want to
0: preface it with… This is what works for me, and Mm -hmm. hopefully,
1: those that are listening, it will resonate with. And if it resonates with you, then apply these simple principles in your life, and see how it happens, what happens, and what works for you. And each family is so unique, so you really need to understand like what works for your family individually. But Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I've been practicing time management since uh, my second was in my tummy. He's eleven now, so almost twelve years, and uh, mainly because I had. I dove into the wedding industry. Um, I, um, you know, I bit off more than I could chew. And I was finding myself just feeling very resentful and also dealing with a lot of guilt because I had a lot to do. And my son, you know, he was basically getting being babysat by watching by show after show on the TV. Um, I remember when my oldest, when he went, I I didn't appreciate him as a baby because I was so busy um, and feeling kind of upset when he'd wake up early from his nap because mm-hmm. I had so much going on and I, I was just flip flopped like I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing like and that was that's the thing that I really need to uh, stress in your mind is trying to figure out like what is your why in life. And we I talk about this a lot. There's a there's an amazing author, his name is Simon Sinek. I would mm-hmm. highly recommend checking him out. He has a book called Starting with Why. He also has an amazing TED Talk called The Purpose of Why. And I would highly recommend checking that out. But basically his idea is he's trying to get people to think like why do you what is your purpose? You know, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh why should anyone care? And what is your purpose, cause, or belief? And understanding like what that is and what your core values are throughout the day. I think if you at least know what like your non-negotiables are, like sleep, um, being there with your kids on their crossroads of their lives and things like that, that will help navigate how you wanna organize your time. So first and foremost, I tell everybody, you have to organize your time, which means div- if you have work to do, divide up your work time from your personal time. Um, and don't try to do both at the same time. And I'm guilty of this still. Like I am practicing time management all day long. So I have to tell myself it's a personal t- it's personal time right now. Put your phone away. You're not doing business, you know, or like just being aware of when those, those open windows are, when you actually should be working or when you should actually be doing, utilizing personal time. Um, and so for me, um, because I do work and I am a mom, I do, I have a Tuesday, Thursday schedule. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my work days. That's why we're doing this interview on a (laughs) Thursday. Um, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my mommy days or personal days. And Saturday, you know, is a family day, and Sunday is a day off. I don't, I've never worked on Sunday. I just don't. It's just kind of been like my personal thing because of my religion. I just feel like for my own self, I need that day off. And I feel like God has blessed me with the amount of work that I need. And I've, especially in the wedding industry, there are a lot of weddings that happen on Sundays and I've never taken Sunday weddings and I've never, I never suffered for it. And mm-hmm. so that was just a personal decision for me. But the Tuesday, Thursday thing has been helping me. I've been doing it, like I said, for 12 years. And so my kids know on Tuesdays and Thursdays that I work and that, um, I, I, um, that mom's going to be working. And on, on the other days you have my attention and that you have, I have a nanny that helps me because I have young kids. You need help. You can't do it all by yourself. So, um, so there's a confidence in the schedule. So even if you don't work, come up with a schedule. I would highly recommend that. Come up with a schedule that your kids can count on, that your family can count on, that your husband can count on. We go on date night every Friday night. That is our sacred night to go out and to be romantic with each other, um, and, and now that my 13-year-old is is old enough, by the way, that's glorious. He can
0: oh, babysit. Someday.
1: <laughs> uh, but, you know, before my kids were old enough, I, I had a girl on retainer. She just knew that every Friday – it was like a part-time job for her. Every Friday night, she just checked. she'd just check in with me on Thursday and be like, what time am I supposed to come? And then she'd come, and I'd have to spend my time finding a babysitter right. um, because she knew that on Friday nights she was there because we were going to go on date night. So organizing your time and coming up with a schedule because there's a confidence in the schedule is really, really important. The other thing is I have like a calendar on my kitchen wall, and it's huge. And it has my husband's schedule and my schedule. Like we travel quite a bit for LuLaRoe. And so that way my kids can have a visual like, okay, in a couple weeks mom and dad are going to be going out of town. And emotionally it sets them up for – like, they don't feel like there's just something thrown right at them. Mm. You know, my 11-year-old is very, like, he needs to know what's going on, and he feels a lot more com- comfort when he knows what's going on. And then it ha- also has the kids, like, projects that are due, and so I'm aware of those things. Um, and then, like, it also helps the nanny, like, oh, there's guitar lessons and XYZ. So, um, again, organizing yourself is, is really important. There's a confidence in the schedule. The second thing is, or I guess the third thing is that you need help. So decide what that is. You can't do it all on your own. Um, for me, I know I'm a happier person when I have a clean house. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I that was one of my non-negotiables. And so I just work a little harder to earn a little extra money so that I can I can afford having someone to come clean my house. And she comes once a week because I have four kids. I need some, My house gets dirty really fast. We straighten up every single day. My kids take out the trash. We do Saturday jobs. But, um, I need help with like, like, because I'm a working mom, I don't have time for laundry and I don't feel like doing laundry makes me a better mom. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, So having someone else do it for me, that's okay. I'd rather spend that time going to um, going going to the park with my kids or taking them on a one-on-one date or something like that. Um, well, and I think know. if I can interrupt
0: real quick, it goes back to your values. Like you established those three values that you want for your kids earlier. Laundry mm-hmm. doesn't match with any of those. No, right? no, no. But no. maybe. And this is
1: what I tell people. Mm-hmm. So this is what I tell people. because Going back to your why. Yeah. I usually do this little exercise. So if you guys who are listening, you want to press pause and do this exercise, <laughs> it's super helpful. So what I tell tell them to do is to write, take a, take a minute, maybe five minutes and write down what your typical day looks like. Okay. You know, from this time to this time I do this, this time to this time I do this after you, like this happens after you have discovered what your why is. If you know what your why is, then you can, then this, this will help you so much more, but you write down your typical day and then I want you to circle everything that doesn't support your why. So if it doesn't support your why and that's something that you can maybe hire out or have someone help you with, um, I would consider doing that. And, and especially for those working, working pe- moms or dads, um, circling all those things that either don't make you money or don't so- support your why, consider hiring someone else to do it for you so you can spend your energies elsewhere.
0: Hmm. And what if I can't hire somebody? So let's say I can't afford somebody to to clean my house, but I feel like I'm spending a lot of time. I have an answer, so I'm curious what your answer is.
1: Uh, my answer is to delegate the time when to do that. So like if you have napping children, yep. do it while they're napping. Mm-hmm. Don't fold laundry when they're awake, unless that you're trying to teach them to do that that job. That's yep. fine. But there there are certain things that you could be doing when your kids are down, uh, and when they're awake, um, and if you feel like you're drowning, do the hard thing and wake up an hour early before they wake up, mm. and and see how much you can get done before that. Mm. You know, and it's really hard. But I think if you, people say, "Oh, I don't have time." It's well, you're not prioritizing time for that. You could, you can make time. It's really, it's really up to you. And if you feel like you're drowning, that's something that you can do is just prioritizing like. When my kids are awake, what do I want to be doing with them? What should we, I be doing with them? Um, and when my kids are down, I'm like, am I scrolling on Instagram? Do I want to put my phone on timeout when my kids are up? They don't see mom on their phone all the time, that they have my full attention. Understanding what those core values are and, and, your, and the non-negotiables are just really important. They really help you navigate your time.
0: That's a great answer. And I would add batching the things that um you waste a lot of time in transition and so if if you always i mean if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're in your home space all the time there's always something you could be doing but if you said like you said before like this is my work day this is my personal day you can even do that if you're at home like this is my cleaning day this is Mm -hmm. not my cleaning day so even if like there could be stuff you could be cleaning down pick up but you don't need to clean all the time just because you see it Just turn that off in your brain. Say like, nope, I'm like not clocked in right now for my cleaning hours. And see how much you can get done in a two-hour window on Monday mornings.
1: Well, and I've discovered that when you set aside specific time to do specific tasks, you actually get so much more done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you're like, oh my gosh, I have an hour and a half to hammer through as much as I can, you get so much more done because you only have that chunk of time and you find yourself a lot more... um, a lot more on purpose and so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to do it all the time what happens is, is that you are dividing your attention and you um, you're not working at your full capacity Mm -hmm. so when you divide those times up and you delegate specific times for specific things then you can do what I call you can eat the whole pie you're not eating part of the pie, Mm -hmm. you're all in, you're all in on whatever the task is and you're not finding yourself spread thin on
0: all areas. Does that make sense? Totally. Alright, I want to interrupt one last time to thank our final show sponsor and that is Branch Basics. I've been talking about Branch Basics for a couple weeks now and I feel like everybody just needs to know about them. Did you know the ingredients in cleaning products don't have to be labeled? That is just wrong. In 2000, cleaning products were responsible for nearly 10% of all toxic exposures reported to U.S. Poison Control Center's And that is just the scariest thing. I have three little kids, and it is a big deal that I want to expose them to things that are not harmful to them. So choose to clean your home safely and effectively with Branch Basics. My listeners get 15% off of a starter kit by going to branchbasics.com and entering my code EMP at checkout. That's branchbasics.com with promo code EMP to get 15% off your starter kit. Branchbasics.com with promo code EMP. I have been loving it, loving it. You know I just got a new home and I wanted to start fresh and I feel so good about cleaning my home now. It almost makes it fun, guys. (laughs) Thanks Branch Basics for sponsoring the show. All right, let's finish up with Amelia. So whether it's like batching errands and combining those into one thing, meal planning, do you meal plan? Um,
1: I don't. But I do have like on Mondays and Wednesdays is when, and Sundays, uh, is when I cook meals at home. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't. And there's sometimes when I'm just like, you know, I'm pregnant, and I'm there's this is a season in my life, and there's some things that I'm okay with letting go. Like I've been feeling yeah. sick and nauseous, and like sometimes we go eat out, and it's okay. I think giving yourself grace in the seasons of your life is really, really important. So like, it's you know, right now because I'm pregnant, I'm tired. Like I don't always have time for dinner and I'm just giving myself grace and telling myself that like, it's not always going to be like this. It's okay if you got to go through Chick-fil-A because you're too sick to like make dinner. Um, but you know, again, like doing the best that you can, but also like understanding that there are seasons in your life and it's all right. Sometimes if you don't, if you're not perfect because you're not going to be right and it's
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like the meal stuff, like, you've got it figured out. Like, it's not a pain point. So, really, the things that are most important to make sure you're time managing well and everything are the pain points that you want to resolve an issue for. So, if, like, meal planning, you've already, like, figured it out. Like, literally, whatever works for you. doesn't And that's true for anything. So, if laundry is not a problem for you, like, you don't need to have a designated laundry day. But if it is an issue or you do need to hire it out, like… Find a way. When people, you know, are often saying like, oh, "I don't know what to do." Da, 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 da. It's not. And I'm like, "Well, is it working for you?" Like, trying anything is better than what's not working for you. It's always better well, to try something that also doesn't work and then revising. Yep.
1: yep. And like you know, fi- we call it failing forward. <laughs> oh, see? Yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. If, if if it fails, then you just learn something new about yourself and that doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other th- suggestion I would do is if you're like stay at home mom, you can't afford someone to watch your kids, um, consider getting together with another girlfriend in your area who has young kids and say, Hey, I'll take your kids on Mondays while you get stuff done. And you take my kids on Tuesdays while I get stuff done. And that is super helpful. Plus they have play date and the kids love it. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and so that way you're kind of like creating this community and helping each other out. Um, I would highly recommend doing something
0: like that, and it builds and just you're resourceful.
1: You'd be surprised mm-hmm. how many tools in your belt that you have without realizing mm-hmm. what tools are in your belt. Like you just, it's like understanding that there's always resources. You just have to be
0: creative. Totally, I could not agree more. That's so awesome. So, I bet, and you can speak to this better than I can, just speculate. Your life looks a lot different today than maybe you guessed it ever would twenty years ago. Whether it's your family composition, whether it's the type of business you'd be in. I mean, literally, your family business did not exist 20 years ago. So, like, you couldn't even imagine, yeah, let's go into business with my whole family and let's have it grow faster than any other business. (laughs) Like, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. So, I want to know, because there's a lot of people that listen that don't know what's next. Maybe they're in a challenging season where they don't know what the outcome's going to be. Maybe they're miscarrying like you did. Uh-huh. And they don't uh-huh. know if they're going to be able to grow their family. Maybe uh-huh. it's a business dream or or you know, a career thing or maybe it's just who they want to be. And this we I mean, it's true for all of us. The future is uncertain. But sometimes we get very locked into what it has to look like for us to be happy. So what have you learned about that as your life has evolved the way it has and you've gotten to this place of genuine joy and enjoyment of all the things. What would you tell somebody that's struggling with that right now? Well,
1: I want to also, I I like that you said joy because it's possible to experience joy in hardship Mm -hmm. and those two things can totally coexist. You can be going through hardship, but if you have trained yourself to look for things to be grateful for and find joy in, that makes the hardship so much easier to bear And so, you know, especially with, like, my family's business growing so fast, that hasn't come without hardship. In fact, last year in 2018 was the hardest year for my family. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing that, and also not to mention, like, I went through a really hard miscarriage last year in March. Um, You know, I was, I, we had a son on the way, and he was our last, and uh, because we had taken a leap of faith, we had, I had Two, three other miscarriages before him, we took a leap of faith in carrying him, just trying one more time, and he didn't make it. He, I was, uh, I found out at 15 weeks that his heart had stopped two weeks before that, and um, and so that was really hard. That was in March, and then you know you have business challenges and everything. And the thing that I would like to really, really impress upon those minds of those people that are struggling is to understand that like there is a greater purpose in all of the hardship that like I always envision like, you know, uh, I want you to picture an arrow. And so like what ha- when you're, when you're shooting an arrow, what has to happen to the arrow first in order for it to go the direction it wants to, it needs to go. It go has to be pulled back. Mm-hmm. And so I picture an arrow that gets pulled back just right. And then, um, once it lets, once that, that hardship, that hardship is what pulls you back, pulls you back, pulls you back. But it gives you enough tension to shoot you in the direction that you need to go into. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to paint that picture in my head of like, when I'm going through hardship, I'm like, this is just the arrow being pulled back because I'm going to be thrust into the direction I actually need to go into. And, you know, the truth is the future is always uncertain. Nobody knows what the future is. Mm-hmm. And understanding that there's like a greater hand at play And that like, ultimately God has your back. He does. Like, (laughs) I just trust that God has my back. Sometimes I don't understand the things that I go through and I just have to be like, okay, like I know that there's something that you're trying to teach me and I'm just going to look for gratitude. And when I look for gratitude, then I can feel that joy. And so someone who's struggling right now, just know that like you're, you're getting refined and your arrow is being pulled back so you can be thrust in the right direction.
0: Mm. That is such, such a great answer. You just got to hang on. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. You can't just stop where you are when it gets too hard. You don't
1: want to come to a place of arrival. Again, if you come to a place of arrival, the only place to go is down.
0: Yeah, love it. Amelia, this has been so good. I just want to give you a big hug. This has just been so wonderful and just such great reminders. Like I know so many of these things, but just the reminders are like, they always come exactly when you need them, you know? So yeah, this exactly. is just, it's like stuff that you've heard
1: over and over mm-hmm. again. And I used to run a time management page And I was like, I kept telling everybody that was in there. I'm like, I feel like I'm a broken record. But then all of a sudden, it'll resonate with somebody. And they needed to hear that right at that moment.
0: Totally. And I know that will prove true today. So I always ask my guests three final questions since I renamed the show Everyday Extraordinary. (laughs) And my son's on my lap now. So if you hear any shuffling, that's it. So my first question for you is, Amelia, what do you think your purpose is in life?
1: Uh. Well, like I said, I'm very religious. So ultimately my purpose, my why, <laughs> and it may sound very general, but it's actually very very particular to me, is every day, how can I be sorry. How can I be on God's errand today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that is what I ask myself every day. That, you know, when you pray for the food to be blessed and it's nourishing strength in your body, why? So you can nourish and strengthen someone else. And why else are we here if we can't serve other people?
0: Hmm. Do you feel like you're doing it?
1: I mean, I hope I am.
0: (laughs) 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 As long as you feel like you are, you are. As long as you believe you are, you are. And then you'll keep doing it. Love Mm -hmm. it. That's beautiful. You got me crying. It's okay. Well, <laughs> well the next question is good then. What makes you smile?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love seeing when others succeed and when they feel valued, especially my family, mm, especially okay. my family and my children. Um, man, I just... I, I love sharing the goodness, and it's hard because in this day and age, where like negativity spreads so much faster than positivity, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And so, thriving on the positive things is is the best thing.
0: That is. And the last question is a really, really important one. Be- bless you. It's a really important question because I'm sure as you have connected with so many people in your life, whether it's been in business or just personally. I think there's an epidemic of people not believing in themselves.
1: There's an epidemic
0: of people undervaluing what they have to offer the world, that they were uniquely made to contribute at this time in this space in a way that only they can do. When we really undervalue the things that may not appear on a resume about ourselves, but that really uniquely contribute in a way that can change the world, the world's missing out. And there's only been one guest on that's ever accepted the label of extraordinary, and it's your friend, Natalie Norton. Of course. Of course she did. <laughs> she said but she said it's because we're all extraordinary. She's like, yes, I'm extraordinary, and so are you, and so is everybody else. And so yes. I am on a mission to get everyone to believe they're extraordinary. And so I want you, Amelia, to tell me one thing that makes you extraordinary.
1: Uh, the one thing that I was thinking, I'm like, what is it? Uh, I really think is my ability to see the silver lining, mm. because there's opposition in all things, but the silver lining's there. You just gotta look for it.
0: That's beautiful, and that really does so much for believing in others too. Because mm-hmm. then, when you're able to put that out, it changes the way that they see things too. Oh, mm-hmm. I love, I love it. it, Amelia. I had to
1: tell Natalie that I was on here. I didn't realize. Yes. That I- uh, I mean she's she's been on so many things. I, I know and now she
0: fun. has a great podcast too. <laughs> yes. All the podcasts. Yes. It I it love out. it. Show up with yes. Well, thanks so much for taking the time Amelia. I appreciate you making time in your time management plan today to make a little space for everyday extraordinary podcasts. You are so awesome and I'm just so encouraged.
1: Thank you. It
0: was, so, it was a delight. Thank you so much. Man, that was so great. And like I said to Amelia, These are things I've heard before. These are time management principles that are not revolutionary. But when you actually take action on them, it can change your whole life. It's changed hers. I have done many of these principles as well. It's changed mine. We all have 24 hours in the day. So if you feel like you are run ragged, if you feel like you are spinning your wheels and not accomplishing what you want to accomplish, whether it is taking care of your home or going after business goals or you know, altering a relationship with your kids, whatever your priorities are, if you feel like those are not happening, I challenge you to take a look at how you're spending your time and are you putting on the calendar the things that move you towards achieving those goals and becoming more aligned with those values in everything that you do? Because if you do, you'll be able to live with so much more joy and fulfillment in this life. I'm proof. Amelia's proof. A lot of my guests are proof of that. So thank you so much, Amelia, for coming on the show and taking the time. Pictures of Amelia, her beautiful family, and links on how to listen to her amazing podcast, Make Yourself. If you love podcasts as much as I do, make sure you're subscribed to Make Yourself. Make sure you're subscribed here. And if you enjoyed this episode, will you do me a favor and leave a review or share the show with a friend? Tag this Um, episode on social media share it share why you love everyday extraordinary let's get more people listening to these encouraging people that i interview on this show if you want to follow me on instagram you can do that at jessica Dalquist three or at everyday extraordinary podcast on instagram we're also over at extraordinary moms podcast.com still working on migrating over to everyday extraordinary podcast.com but that's coming that's coming Thank you for being here. I mean, I always say I get as much out of these interviews and these conversations as you do, and that is 100% true, but it makes my day when I hear from a listener who tells me these stories have sustained them through some challenging seasons of life or have given them new ideas to change aspects of their life to make it more fulfilling and joy-filled. Guys, that is so amazing. So if you ever have any feedback that you'd like to share with me, I would love to hear from you. Okay, never hesitate. Thanks for tuning in the podcast today. We have another incredible episode next week. My guest is Liesl Bailey. She's talking about something so, so personal. Her husband's mental illness and addiction. And it is a tough episode with an amazing outcome filled with hope and love for those who have challenges in different ways. We all have challenges But I think the hidden challenges can often pose the biggest threat to ourselves. So anyway, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss that. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another extraordinary episode. Bye.